Hey guys, this is Eric Nam. And before we get the show started, um, we wanted to do a little preface to the episode. Um, as you guys may know, we delayed the release of this episode because of a very, very tragic incident that happened with the passing of Sully, who was formerly of FX. Um, I think the K-pop community and people in Korea, just in general, you know, you know, the community itself is a very tight-knit community. And whether or not you knew um, her personally or not, um, I feel like it affects the community and, and fans and musicians all the same. So out of respect of um, her passing, we decided to delay and forego this original posting of the episode. Um, so we did want to acknowledge that and uh, wanted to send thoughts and prayers to everybody who surrounds her, her family, her friends, and co-workers, and everybody around her. And we also wanted to go ahead, and we did want to mention that um, if you or a loved one or anybody, if you're going through a hard time, distress, depression, anything, to, to please reach out for help and not be afraid to um, express those feelings and those concerns. And if you ever need, um, there is a National Suicide Prevention Hotline um, so we did want to go ahead and leave that number for you here. If it's not for yourself, for people that may be around you, um, because a lot of our listeners are in the States, we figured that this number is probably most appropriate. It is 1-800-273-8255. This is the lifeline. So yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to everybody who feels affected or who is affected um, by this tragic and unfortunate loss. Um, I've been praying about it. A lot of people around us, we've been praying about it. And so every time this happens, I feel like it just really takes a toll on all of us. Anyways, with all that in mind, um, we will go ahead and give you the regular episode of the K-pop Devox show. This was recorded weeks ahead. Um, so hope you guys enjoy it. And again, thoughts and prayers to Sully and everybody who surrounded her. Hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the K-Pop Tebak Show. This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop Tebak Show with Eric Nam. Ooh. I'm so nervous about doing a podcast. Alright guys, welcome to the K-Pop Tebak Show. This is your boy, Eric Nam. Welcome to the show. Hope you guys have been doing well. I am back in Seoul. Obviously. Um, I've been gone for a good two weeks and hope you guys enjoyed uh the q a session and uh a regular episode of k-pop tibak so we're back in seoul it is full-on fall weather now and i've already got my first cold so i'm proud of myself pretty much what happened was i was in town for eddie's wedding and i fell asleep and i blasted the ac on and i woke up with a horrible cold and then i went to africa to Uganda. So that's that's what I've been doing. Um, oh, Jamie just texted me. Jamie has a new show out. It's called What Would Jamie Do? Uh, she gives some really great advice. So if you guys haven't done so, it's on the Dive Network. Uh, go to iTunes or, or podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen and subscribe to What Would Jamie Do? WWJT. And uh, yeah. It should be good. I also have a new show coming up soon. Um, remember that uh, 
interview I did with Alec Benjamin. Yeah. Well, I did a bunch more with a bunch of people. So uh, Gallant and Jenny Han and Jeremy Zucker. No, I pronounced that right. Jeremy Zucker. Sorry, he corrected me. Uh, we have some other cool artists coming on that show. So stay tuned for that. Also coming up on Dive. Of course, you guys, please connect with us on our socials. And if you haven't done so, please, I beg of you, I plead of you, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. All right. Now, we can get into like our catch-up, our real catch-up. So I've been gone for like two, three weeks. Something like that. Um, so I went to, to Atlanta for Eddie's wedding, which was a beautiful wedding. If you guys haven't seen the photos on my Instagram, it was a very beautiful wedding. It was a very… Uh, oh, I went to Budapest first. I went to Budapest first and I met Will Smith. Guys, I met Will Smith. And I can officially say now that he is my favorite interview to date. He was so fun. He was like super nice, super down to earth, super energetic. And a great interviewee is so important. And he was so great. So thank you, Mr. Will Smith, for being such a great person. Guys, Gemini Man's out. Actually, it's October 9th today in Korea. And it came out here in Korea today. So be sure to check it out if you guys want to go to the movie. Um, so we did Budapest. And then I went to Atlanta uh, for Eddie's wedding. And so… I go home on like a Thursday. There was like a pizza thing with all the groomsmen and bridesmaids on Thursday. Friday was the rehearsal dinner and like drinks afterwards. And the actual rehearsal of the wedding. And golfing. That was a full day on Friday. And then Saturday was the actual wedding. And I've never been in a wedding before. But boy oh boy it is an involved process. More of like… Getting ready and uh, like being on edge all day. I don't know why I was on edge. But it felt like a lot. I didn't even get married. But it felt like it was a lot of stuff. Probably because I was very stressed. I don't know why. But the wedding was beautiful. Rocky, their dog, was in the wedding as like the ring boy. Ring bearer. I was given the rings to hold on to and I was terrified I was going to lose them. I was That's probably why I was stressed. I was scared I was going to lose those rings for five hours. Just like constantly like shaking and like making that I, making sure I had them on, on me. And so the wedding happens and um, we… On like during the ceremony, so… <laughs> The, it was like super hot and humid. So we were like standing in sweat. It was just super wet because it was so hot. Um, it was like 94 degrees. So that's like… What is that? Like 40 degrees Celsius probably? I don't know. Isn't that great math? I just made that up. Um, and it was beautifully done. And Eddie starts to cry. <laughs> and like after like… Like everybody… Like the bride and… And groom, they like kiss and they like walk out. And then it was like me and like the bridesmaids, like we had to walk out. And like everybody, it was like 12 groomsmen or 11 groomsmen or something. We all had to walk out. And as they're walking up, like Eddie starts like bawling. And I was like, oh my God, stop. 
And but I was like glad that it finally, you know, they're done. Like they've we've all seen it coming for forever. Um, so they're finally married, happily ever after. Um, and then we go to like the reception. And like the reception was kind of crazy because it's like family, friends, like people, like, and I felt like I just in case somebody was left out, like I had to go and like say hi to everybody and like a lot of parents, a lot of photo taking. Cause like the Korean representation, they needed the attention. So we gotta do that. So we we do cocktails and then we go to the backyard and they had built this massive tent, like ginormous tent with like a 12 piece or 15 piece band in a stage. Like it was insanely beautiful. And um, they did like the first dance. And then Eddie danced with my mom. Brittany danced with her dad. And Eddie and mom both started crying. And then I started crying. And Brian started crying. And everybody started crying. <sighs> so it was a very emotional day. Um, and, then it, and then it became a big party. The, you know, the food and the drinks. And then uh, my dad loves to, to dance. And so we have a lot of great… I don't want to say embarrassing because I'm always like… It's almost awestruck, like, awestruck in terms of like, wow, dad can move. Um, so yeah, that was the wedding. It was beautiful. The next morning, there was like a Waffle House truck at like their house um, for like a goodbye brunch thing. So yeah, I did that. And then I went to Africa, guys. I went to Uganda. I went to Uganda. And I have to say… On the way to Uganda and back to Korea, like, it was the worst flight schedule I've ever had in my life. So, I'm flying from Atlanta to Chicago, Chicago to Brussels, Brussels to Uganda, right? Well, get on my flight. We get on the runway. And they're like, oh, plane's broken. We're taking it back. Uh, okay. So, I get back out there. I'm like, what do I do? They're like, oh, we just rebooked you on a different flight, different airline. Run across the entire Atlanta airport. Get on this flight. Barely make the flight. And then I, that's like a 10-hour flight to Amsterdam. British Airways is proud to welcome you to our home, to the thrills of London and the hills of Scotland, to delicious roasts and stunning coasts. Then explore Paris and Madrid and roam around Europe. Devour the art and savour the food or just shop and shop until you flop into bed. Take off. To Britain and beyond. Book now for 2021 and change later with our flexible booking options. Terms apply. Visit BA.com for details. Land in Amsterdam. And they're like, oh, you have 20 minutes to get to your flight to Brussels. So I sprint across that airport. And they're like, oh, this is now delayed. Okay. No problem. Except for when I land in Brussels… They go, your flight departs in five minutes because we were delayed. So I sprinted across Brussels. Barely made that flight. And then I was on a flight for like 10 more hours with a stop in Rwanda. Get into Uganda, Entebbe. And then drive for another like hour and a half. Where I sleep for three hours. And I'm up again to drive two and a half hours. That's how I got there. Once we got there, then it was… I was there for like this fundraising TV show. So… And so I went with Child Fund Korea. And so we go out to like this rural part of Uganda. And then 
in the morning, we drove like two hours more. And for the next three, four days, like every day, I was in like a small village with kids. And it was, I don't want to, it was like very heartbreaking because some of these kids, like they had just been completely abandoned by their parents. Like, but a lot of the kids, like their parents were mentally unfit. So they were like of no help, but they were just not there. And I don't like the idea of going somewhere and feeling like bad for people because I think that's just, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. Like these, this is their reality and this is like the way they live and it's all a relativity thing. But even, I think the point to be made here is like, even within that, you know, okay, relatively saying like, Uganda lives a certain way. But within that, there's like deep pockets of absolute poverty. And so, uh, for the first time, I had seen like completely malnourished children. And it was, that was heartbreaking. So like one kid was like six years old. And it, when you're malnourished, I didn't know this. Like you get like the stomach that's like super bloated. But you also like your skin starts to peel. And your eyes, his eyes were like completely puffy. Like he couldn't, he could barely walk because he had no energy. And if you press into his arm or his leg, like a crater forms in his arm and his leg. And it takes time for it to fill back up. And that's pretty much like all these signs of malnourishment. And so, you know, we took some of these kids to hospitals and got them like… Some had severe malaria. Some… A lot… Most of them were like severely malnourished. Um, And so it was like incredibly uh, jarring at moments to like see kids who were like that. Um… Yes, this is a very deep topic for a Monday K-pop Tabak show. But anyways, this is what I was doing. And so, um, I'm still processing like that entire trip. And I guess like the point of this trip was to help get people to donate and to be involved in charities and nonprofits and that kind of stuff. There's a basic humanity thing. And we're just like all people. We're all humans and we should all be able to live with the basic dignities, the basic human rights that everybody should be afforded. So um, if you guys have never given to a charity, if, you've, if you're not involved in anything, this is like one of the times that I, you know, not K-pop related, but I wanted to encourage you guys to maybe consider giving to a certain organization. It doesn't have to be children. It could be the environment. It could be education. Like whatever you feel passionate about. But getting involved in those things is incredibly important. Um, And for me, like I personally sponsor four children um, in all different parts of the world. One of them is in Uganda. And um, you know, if I could take on more, I will at some point. Yeah, that's what I did in Uganda. So I got back two days ago. Got in. I shot a bunch of stuff for uh, the new album promo. I'll be off to LA in a few days to shoot the music video. And uh, the album's coming very, very soon. Like very soon. Like very soon. I know I've been saying this forever. But I just want to make sure that you guys know it's coming very soon. That's the update on my life. I know it's a bit long. But hey. You know. I do what I want. It's my show. So let's get into it now. It's the K-pop Taebuk show. We got to talk about the K-pop. We're going to go to our first song of the week. This week. We're going to be talking about Super M's Jopping. Jumping and popping, we jumping. I don't even care, girl, you do it, 
Alright guys, so SM has released the Avengers of K-pop. So Supergroup made of Shiny, EXO, NCT127, and Wavy members. So Timmy from Shiny, Peckyon and Kai from EXO, Taeyong and Mark from NCT, and Tan and Lucas from NCT and, and Wavy. Oh my. So, as you guys know, these are like very, very central figures of all their representative guy groups in SM. Except for Super Junior, but you know, and Tongbangshiki, but they're they're older. This is the younger generation. Um, jopping is a word made by SM that combines jumping and popping, which are apparently signature moves of the company. Now, uh, this is kind of I feel like SM's. How do you say? Endeavor to really. Take over or try to make moves in the U.S. market. Um, I think they're with Capital Records. I think Capital has like Sam Smith and some other big artists. But um, yeah, Jopping. If you guys have not heard it, it's a very, very, it's an SM song. It feels very SM. The music video, it's like very cool, coolly shot. It's shot by GDW, who I've spoken about in other episodes. Um, and it's very futuristic, like a lot of CG, a lot of money spent. I think they shot in Dubai. And I think it's because SM and Dubai are like the UAE, Arab Emirates. They have like a really close like partnership. So they've done like a lot of stuff together. Um, for Super M, I was expecting more of… I guess like what I felt was a little Ashiwa. How do you say Ashiwa? The Ashiwa is like, oh, I wish I had this kind of thing. What I wish SM had done more of was showing like the individuality of every member. Right? Because I feel like the reason the Avengers works is because they're all completely different superheroes. But when they're together, it's like super cool. Now, together, super cool. Super M. I get it. But I think my issue was like, we know they're already super cool. Like we already know that. Like we already knew they're good looking. We already knew they're good dancers. We already knew they're great like performers and singers and rappers. Like that's not a question. It's more of like what can you do to make each of these people individually pop more. So it's more of a story. Having said that like it looks cool. The music video looks beautifully shot. Um, and they're going to be on tour. They're doing a big slew of US dates. They're doing a lot of US promo. So hopefully it takes off. But you know what else would be cool is if… Like this would never happen. But if they were going to make an Avengers… If they were just to pull from all different companies. Instead of it being just SM. I would be in it as like the driver. <laughs> I would be in it as like the driver. Um, or the gym boy. But like… Or the, the baggage boy. The bell boy. So, Diane, you put here, what would be my ideal girl group version of the K-pop adventures? Uh, that's like really hard. Well, I would put all of Celeb 5 in it. <laughs> <laughs> I put Diane into it. And then I put… As what? You? Yeah. As like… The English speaker. <laughs> but because you have to be able to banter in English with somebody, we're going to put Rosé… Of Blackpink. And we're going to put Lisa in because we want the super international group. I would put Red Velvet 
like Sugi and Wendy in there. Oh god, that's so many power vocals. Hold on, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pare this down. Gotta take these down just a little bit. All right. I would put in Rose, Lisa, Wendy, Sugi, and then uh, Ailey. Oh. That'd be crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's move on to the next song. The next song is Actong Musician. Next song is Actong Musician. 어떻게 이별까지 사랑하겠어? 널 사랑하는 거지. That's a long title. Alright, so that's Akdong Musician, Ak Mu. How can I love the heartbreak? You're the one I love. So uh, this duo, they are from K-pop star. They were the season two winners, I believe. Um, they are Lee Chan-yok and Lee Soo-yeon. They are siblings. And the song is about heartbreak right before breakup. Knowing it's going to happen. Clearly it's unavoidable. Very clear vocals. It's piano, ballady. And it's a little bit of a different song from what they've had in the past. Usually I feel like it's been a very guitar acoustic, sing, rap, very bright bubblegum kind of stuff. But it's very different this time. I heard it and I legit… I went to Diana and goes, this feels like a Celine Dion song. In a good way. Who doesn't love Celine Dion? They… I mean, if you guys don't know them very well, they have some very, very great songs. They write a lot. Very prolific. Suyeon is also a radio DJ. She might have… I don't know if she's still doing it, but she also does YouTube. And she does like a lot of makeup and fashion kind of stuff. Chanyeok is an incredible producer and songwriter. And they've… He's written hundreds and hundreds of great songs. Um… So if you want something that's probably pretty good for this weather, this fall weather that's coming, unless you live on the southern hemisphere of the world, I would highly recommend Actong Musician. How can I love the heartbreaker, the one that I love? Um, gosh, they have, I'm trying to think of like titles of their other songs, but they're all like very long and all Korean, so I can't really think of it. The only one that sticks out in my head is like Dinosaur. Yeah, like Give Love, Ibek Pro, 200%, Dinosaur. Anyways, you guys check it out. Um, so, your prompt here is, has someone else's story inspired you to write a song? Something that you personally may not have gone through? Yeah, I think so. I, like, I don't… I can't… What? Which one would that be? Like I've written a lot of songs now I think about it. But here's the thing. I was reading an interview the other day. And it was like Frank Ocean. He did an interview with… It's like Vogue or Vanity Fair or Billboard or I don't know. And… There was a point in the article where it was something along the lines of… He doesn't feel the necessity to write only about his personal thoughts and uh, personal experiences. Like being able to write and sing about whatever is completely fine. Which I think for… I completely agree with. Because you can only… I personally feel you can only write about love in so many different ways. And you can only write about your experiences in so many different ways. And like people are like, you have to be vulnerable. Like, okay, yeah, cool. But like at a certain point where you're like, I don't want to let everybody know everything about my life. But I want to still be able to tell stories. I think it makes sense. And I think Frank Ocean probably got to that point. But I read that and I completely like agreed with it. I was like, yeah, you should be able to tell other people's stories as well. Um, So 
I'm down with it. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm dope. All right, next up we have Easy Ones Between Survival and Romance. <laughs> So, 이승환, 생존과 낭만 사이. Alright, so 이승환, if many of you guys probably will not know, is a legendary singer, songwriter, rocker in Korea. He's probably like 55. Or mid-early mid 50s in Korea. Um, and he also holds the record for the longest concert ever played in Korea. He did like 9 hours, 9 and a half hours consecutively. Um, so the song itself, it's playful. It's a bright pop song. It's about the struggle of living for yourself and just straight up surviving. Um, and, uh, the reason I actually picked this song is because Izuan was my mentor on my audition program, 2011 and 12. So I saw him like, like a lot for about a year. And he, like, you know, he was like my big uncle slash dad in Korea that kind of raised me when I was first got to Korea. So the the TV show, like, he picked four of us to be his mentees, and he mentored us through like the competition stages. And so that was probably like from like October or November all the way through like April. But then he put out like. He continued to take care of us and we put out like a project single in like the summer. And yeah. So he is a legend. Like he's he sold millions and millions and millions of records. And he started probably in the late 80s. And um, just an incredible, incredible performer. I've seen him perform so many times. And his shows are so long. Like that's like the one thing. It's like his shows go from three to four hours and it's just him singing nonstop. And so um, if you don't have the stamina for that, it's really tough. But he has this crazy, uh, how do you say? Vocal cords. He has crazy vocal cords. Like power? Yeah, incredible power. And he doesn't get tired. Like he would be like, your problem is that you, you, your voice gets tired too easily. I was like, yeah, because I'm singing and like screaming. But he's like, you just need to like pop them and like make them bleed and then have it recover and you'll be fine. I was like, that sounds very painful. But he can sing like Noah. He's just really naturally talented and born with it. Um, so it's really, really incredible. Um, one thing that I always feel bad about in a way is like, Looking back at it now is he took incredibly, incredibly good care of us. And for me, I don't think any of us, like any of the mentees at that time, really understood how above and beyond he went in terms of taking care of us. Like it was beyond his commitment. It was beyond what he absolutely needed to do. But like legit, he even like rented an apartment for us to stay in during the competition. I moved out of that apartment real quick because the dudes that I were living with were kind of gross. They were like smoking in the apartment. They would leave cigarettes and, and like ashes on the floor. And 
You know when you walk into a bathroom or like you walk anywhere and it's tiles and you know like you see just footprints of black everywhere? It was pretty much that in the house. And I just… They would eat chicken, leave the chicken bones everywhere. So I quickly, very quickly moved out of that house. But anyways, all to say… Um, yeah, he he had an apartment for us. His manager, like he would take us everywhere to like, you know, really just take care of us. And so if I think about it, like if it wasn't for him, like I probably would not still… I would not be here doing this. And so um, I was always so appreciative of it. But I don't think I was aware of it as much at the time. So he's probably not listening to this, but thank you. And… Um, I feel like I see him like maybe once a year now. I'll like go to his concert and say hi. And Anyways, check out his song. It's a great song. I thought it was very different from what he's done in the past. In the past, it's a lot of heavy rock. A lot of it is ballads. But this feels very modern and very bright and poppy. And um, I thought it was a very new sound for him. So I'd highly recommend it if you guys get the chance to listen to it. It's on Spotify. It's on all the streaming platforms. Again, Yi Sung Hwan between survival and romance. Alright, so here, a prompt for me here by Diane is, Any advice for people going into their first or perhaps 100th job interview? And I think this is because it's a music video, right? The music video has to do with a job and an office and that kind of thing for Easton One Song. Um, so I used to be really good at interviews. Like, I would coach all my friends in college. And like all my, like the juniors, like my brothers… I will mock interview them and grill them on hard questions. So I feel like I'm pretty good at it. But when you go into a job interview, I feel like the most important thing is not to think of it as like, why am I important? Like, why am I, why do I matter? It's more of why does this company or this job need me, a person like me? And reversing that entire thought process. From what can I tell you about myself to what can I tell you that I can do to help your company or your whatever. So if it's a, if it's a job of like, I don't know, marketing for some company, right? Then it's, you think about that job of marketing. What does marketing do? Marketing is pretty much selling a product and like letting people know about this product across all sorts of mediums. So going in… And knowing everything about every medium platform that you possibly can. And then using that knowledge to apply that brand that you're applying for into all those different platforms. And then saying like why… Like you've done your research. You know the best. And you would be able to do it. How can you do it? Because… This is where it gets good. I can do it because I'm a really good person. And I'm a hard worker. And I'm very good at communication. And I have great skills. And I have… I work great in a team. Like… And… Because… Until you're able to like bring it down to like what value can you add to them. Like all the great skills and qualities in a person. Every single applicant allegedly has. So it's how can you think one step beyond. Anyways, that's my advice for interview I guess. So we chatted quite a bit today on this episode. I rambled for a lot regardless. So we're going to skip our little ramble segment. But um, yeah, be sure to check out those songs. I'm traveling again. I'll be back soon with the new album. Go please, please, please rate and review K-Pop Debug Show on 
Apple Podcasts. Also, please do it for Jamie's podcast. What would Jamie do? And uh, yeah, hope you guys have a great day, week, night, study session, drive, makeouts. No, that's weird. I'm sorry. (laughs) We gotta go. All right, we gotta go. Talk to you guys later. See you soon. Bye. Outro. Thank you for listening to K-pop debut with Eric. No. British Airways is proud to welcome you to our home, to the thrills of London and the hills of Scotland, to delicious roasts and stunning coasts. Then explore Paris and Madrid and roam around Europe. Devour the art and savour the food, or just shop and shop until you flop into bed. Take off to Britain and beyond. Book now for 2021 and change later with our flexible booking options. Terms apply. Visit ba.com for details.